Welcome back to the Think Beginning Not End podcast powered by Vanden. I'm your host, Simon Van Leuven, and we filmed this one at the Sydney Waste and Recycling Expo back a few months ago, where we caught up with Samantha Cross and Lexi Crouch from the Plastic Police. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Think Beginning Not End podcast. Today we've got a really special guest who has been inspirational in creating a plastic recycling program that's linked to education and it's linked very heavily with the local circular economy. So I want you guys to warmly welcome onto the show today. We've got Samantha Cross and Lexi Crouch from the Plastic Police. Now, I've Hi, got, Tom. yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks, how are you? So we're here at the Australian Waste and Recycling Expo and we've got you guys down here, you've been having a wander around. Sam, we've known each other for quite a while. I love your story, um, the brand Plastic Police and what it stands for, but more importantly, what you stand for. I've probably not met too many people as passionate about the circular economy as you are. Can you like give our audience a bit of an overview of who you are and how you got to have the, the Plastic Police? And sure, Simon. I've, um been in the industry for many years so I started off driving trucks in 1992 for wow. Brambles Australia and during that time I got to experience life on um, industrial sites so everything from steel making to power stations to quarries and I got to experience what it was like to be a I guess a contractor working yep. on those sites but also looking at waste so to start off with I was actually you know, driving and transporting the waste. And over the years, I got to see that waste was a resource. So in the 90s, I was looking at ways of adding value to waste. I, I progressed through the ranks from a driver to supervisor to manager, when I found myself managing a national contract. And, and part of that contract was to look at innovative ways to reduce waste and to better manage non-core services which obviously included waste management yeah. so from that day on i was always looking at um, opportunities to extract value and i can remember in 2004 i actually came across all this plastic that was going to go to landfill they were doing a big clean out there had been resin sitting there for 10 years and they just wanted to clean the shed and get rid of it. One of my supervisors at the time was so, you know, he knew what I was like back then in the, the mid 2000. Yeah. And he said, Sam, we, you know, what can we do? I made a few quick phone calls. And instead of that being sent to landfill at a cost to that customer, we we're actually able to get them $15,000 of value back to the business. Wow. So from that point on, I was hooked, um, you know, Waste as a resource has been my credo, and I've always looked at ways to help customers to find and better manage waste. And I guess over the years, I've been involved in lots of different resource efficiency projects. We didn't call it circular economy, but it really is the circular economy principles of how we can reform and remanufacture to actually extract value from waste and, and look at ways at reducing the waste that we do produce through changing processes even to eliminate yep. waste in the first instance. So, so that was sort of my foray into the circular economy. 
and so a lot of those like really early day learnings for you uh, would have been very important foundation uh, you know, important to the foundations of what you know now, right? That's so. right. There's so many things that go into make the circular economy work and logistics, all these enabling services. And I guess I've had experience across multiple industries and multiple business units. So I've really learned the importance of collaboration yeah. to actually come up with solutions because there's not one person responsible to, for designing solutions. It's it's working together, it's collaborating, it's, yep. it's actually looking at everyone's different skill sets or the services they provide and how do you bring it together to actually create new solutions and to challenge the status quo. Yeah, I think like, like really early on, that's one of the things that I've learned from you yeah. is about being willing to collaborate. Yeah. You know, some people have a bit of a hesitation about that and I, I see how you work in that space. You know, you are willing to collaborate and, you know, put those solutions in place, you know, yeah. through learnings from other people or um, how you work together to, right. to get the right outcome. And it's not easy. And I think we have to understand that, you know, it's a process, it's a journey and everyone's at a different journey. So if we work together, I mean, an early example would be, um, I worked for a, a waste management company. I was in the industry for 25 years and we would get approached from people in all different states. What can I do with the waste? So the questions are the same, but the answers are changing. And I think the answers are out there. We've just got to find them. We've got to work with those that are willing to work with us to come up with new solutions. And that's how the Plastic Police was born. Yeah, so, so tell me about that. So a lot of people talk about, you know, there was a moment where they had an idea and an, and an idea then becomes reality. And I, I want to kind of dig into that today, Sam, because there are a lot of people out there right now with startup ideas about how they can become part of the circular economy and yours is definitely a success story but i know the road's not easy so that first moment where you came up with the concept the plastic police was it a particular moment where you thought this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to target i can remember it well i was renovating so i'm a mum of three children a wife uh, you know a member of the community and I'd been in the industry. So I was actually one day we'd been renovating. I had all this furniture that had come wrapped in plastic. Now I didn't ask for it to come wrapped in plastic, but I had to deal with the problem. Mm. And we had blinds, we had all this plastic packaging. Now I knew being in the industry that if I could get it to a place that was recycling and at that time, large businesses may have recycled plastic and it was shipped overseas. I knew I could recycle it, but here I was, I put my mum hat on, my community member hat, and I realised that, you know, it wasn't easy for ordinary people like me to recycle. So I could have just taken it into work and dropped it off at the, you know, where I knew it could be recycled. But instead I thought, well, look, if it's hard for me, it's hard for a lot of people. Mm. So let's come up with a solution. So I approached my local school and I had an idea at that yeah. stage. That's all it was, is an idea. So I think all these startups, anything starts with an idea. It's how you, if you believe in an idea, if you can get others to work with you, then you can explore the possibilities. Yep. And I went out and I purchased a shipping container. Most mm. people take their children on holidays. Mum bought a shipping container. So no <laughs> holiday this year, kids. But we did a trial and during the year at our my children's local school, we collected enough soft plastic to reach from the Newcastle, the Hunter region, to the Central Coast. And we got the community engaged. The community were bringing mm. soft plastics in. Meanwhile, in the background, I had been working with people that were coming up with new ideas to reprocess plastics. So I had an idea to turn this um, 
soft plastics into furniture that could yep. come back to the school community. Yeah. Within the 12 months, we actually did that and we were able to donate a bench seat with the help of um, the New South Wales OEH Sustainability Advantage Program yep. back to the school community. And from that moment on, we had the school hooked. We yeah. said trials come to an end and there was outrage. You can't stop this, you yeah. know. And, and, and from then I realised that, you know, what we had created was more than just recycling. Yeah. It was actually community engagement. It was actually empowering people to take action yeah. and was giving them the means to do so. So not everyone can drop off at a store drop-off. So yeah. here's another means to extract plastic that otherwise might end up in landfill yeah. or as litter in our environment yeah. and to actually turn it into something valuable yeah. that came back to the community. Yeah, um, Lexi, I'm going to talk to you in a minute about education, but um, just before I do, Sam, what what barriers have you faced? Because, like, when when did you first start Plastic Police? What year was that? So Plastic Police started in 2015 as an idea. The yep. trial ran for 12 months, yep. and then I decided that I needed to test that program yep. outside of the schools. So yep. I'll let Lexi explain how many organisations yeah. we're now in today. Yep. But I think the barriers are. Uh, it, it was something different. Yep. Um, there are, are costs involved in setting yeah. up a new program, a new um, method and challenging the status quo. It's easier to lift up your general waste bin and pop the plastic yeah. in. But is that the best thing for communities? Is that the best thing when we know that there's value in plastic? And I think too, it's about that education. A lot of people think, oh, it's when we first started, it was niche. Mm. And yet it could be, you know, it could be transformed. But I think we just need you know, there has been barriers. There's been a lot of people say no, but you just have to work around the barrier. So I went with my bag of plastic to get it collected and everyone said, no, why would we want to take it out of the general waste? Yeah. Um, there's no value in it. And admittedly, it has cost more, but we haven't got the economies of scales that the program can reach. Mm. We're getting there. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of time, effort, yeah. um, you know, sweat, tears, if you ask my husband and family, you know, what it's been like living with someone creating, you know, it's a lot of work. And so you need the support, but yeah. we're lucky because this is collaboration. Yeah. So as a program, we've had amazing support yeah. of staff and community members. We've got champions out there in the neighborhood. So yeah. it hasn't been me that's created this yeah. program or made it work. It's been everybody yeah. working together because people want a solution. People want to be able to take action and everyone has a role to play. Yeah, I'm really big on that, Sam. Like, like we hear a lot of people talk about carrot and the stick, but what I say to them is, no, we need to bring them on the journey with us. And that's where we create the engagement, right? So from your side, Lexi, the work that you do, you know, what are, what are some of the things in the programs that, you know, you can tell our audience about you know the kind of the work that you do in the plastic police yeah sure so a, a key part of the plastic police program is education and engagement yep. and the reason for that is is number one a lot of people don't realize what soft plastics are they just yep. see it as another plastic product and the second is that the number one recycling mistake that Australians make is putting their soft plastic packaging in the recycling bin. Yep. So straight up, there are two educational things that we need to address. Yeah. So through the program, we do that. Whenever we implement soft plastic recycling within the business, step one is to do an education session. So we get all the staff together, we get the stakeholders, contractors, cleaners all together, and we talk about, well, what are the problems with soft plastics? What mm. are they? And what can, we, what can we do to solve them? So what can we do as individuals? What can we do as businesses? 
and how can we get involved in, in the program? So what is Plastic Police doing about this? Yeah. And then through the education session, we a key thing about the program is, is transparency as well. So it's not like you put it in a bin and it goes somewhere to be recycled. Yeah. We tell them exactly where they're where their soft plastics that, are going. That's something I really love yeah, about your exactly program. exactly what products they're being turned to. And mm. they they know and they have faith in that because they see those products come back to the business because it's a closed loop program. Yeah. So the business, whether it be University of Newcastle, they're purchasing bench seats made from soft yep. plastics collected by students and they're being put into the, the campus yep. for students and staff to enjoy. Or if it's a shopping centre and they're renovating, it's it's wheel stops that go in their new car parks. Yeah. Or it's, if it's a council, it's it's getting them put into to Ashfeld, into Raconifeld for the local community and telling that story. So it's yeah, a lot of different things in that front. It's really important and part of the program. Yeah, I think I think that's like the whole engagement part of it that mm. we often talk about is you know bringing people on the journey, making them feel part of the process, which you know which is what Plastic Police does. So what what's what's next? So you know, I know that we've had discussions about how you can scale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what what is next for like? You know, where where would you love to see Plastic Police go? Like, if you had an ideal world, what does it look like for Plastic Police? We're only having this conversation today, weren't we? <laughs> Bit of a planning process, but look. Plastic Police has the potential to go national. Mm. We've trialled it for four years. We've, you know, we've set up the framework. So if you think of a quadrant, we've got, you know, four elements. And what are those four elements, Lexi? We've got the engagement, the education, mm. and the, re, you know, yep. the collection. So we've got the logistics, and we've really built on all our schools to, to deliver this. Yep. We've got the recycling, the the processes that can reprocess the plastics, and we've got the closing the loop. So mm. really at the end of the day, it's very much circular. Plastic Police is the framework, the blueprint that allows, you know, it educates, it inspires, it engages and it empowers. So we're really looking to deploy that program nationally mm. and see that in every state, every community across Australia within five years. Yeah, wow. What And what do you think it will take? Lots of collaboration. Yeah determination yeah um you know all those key resilience i mean will there'll be hurdles along the way yeah uh, we explore lots of different avenues the the industry the market is changing so we're, we're continually looking at better ways to deliver the program yeah uh, but at this stage it's about making sure that each community can deal with the plastics that they create and along supply chains so we're working with businesses that are interested to ensure that the plastic packaging that you know their products turn up in can be recycled yeah. back into products and I think new technologies will come on board but at the end of the day we're trying to extract maximum value so let's get it into um, materials that can be infinitely recycled yeah. and there'll be a plethora of solutions that come across the table that we can obviously our participants can tap into through the program as well but what we want to do is make sure that there are options, yep. options for everyone to be able to recycle plastic, but also to know the opportunities to reduce what we're currently generating, the importance of plastics in terms of why we need it, mm. but at the end of the day, close the loop and take responsibility because we all have a role to play. Yeah, fantastic. Well, guys, um, I'm pretty sure you can see how passionate Sam's been and it's taken a few years to get your program off off the ground but it, it is it is well and truly off the ground now and it's been so great to watch it so i want to thank 
Sam and Lexi for coming on today. I, I mean, it's a fantastic program. It should be rolled out nationally. And uh, yeah, the, the, the engagement side of it, I think is so impactful for, you know, you're just, you're not only just collecting plastic, but you're actually ensuring that those people are buying something back to use, so. And the program wouldn't operate without our participants. They're all, they're part of the journey, they're part of the story, they're part of the success. So we, we're really excited to be working with our current participants, but also looking at who else we can engage yep. to be part of the plastic police journey and story and to really, you know, help those, help Australian and industry reach those national 2025 targets around packaging because no, we need new and solutions. And they're only around the corner, right? Like 2025 yeah. is like we're there now, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. it's the end of the decade in, what is it, 60 something days. So mm. yeah, it's amazing how fast this is moving. So thanks so much for coming on, making the time, hanging around after the Australian Waste and Recycling Expo. I really appreciate it because I know you are super busy. So there you go, guys. That's. Uh, Samantha Cross and Lexi Crouch from the Plastic Police. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Think Beginning Not End. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, hope you really enjoyed this episode of Think Beginning Not End. And if you did, please share it with your friends. And don't forget, you can also follow me over on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have an awesome day and speak to you next time.